1: Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com
2: Good morning. Welcome to our show number 660. We start off with a pretty dramatic headline from the Washington Post. And please take note of the number in the headline. seventeen, Which reads, Ryan Zinke's move is not for the birds. Say 17 former Interior Department officials... That's the headline in the Washington Post concerning the plans of Interior Department head Ryan Zinke to weaken the 1918 Migratory Bird Treaty Act, which, according to National Audubon, has saved millions, if not billions, of birds from predaceous human activities. And when former Interior Department officials say the move is not for the birds, they mean, clearly, that it is not for the benefit of birds. And here's another number. Number
0: nine. Number
2: nine, number nine. Nine seats on the U.S. National Park Service Advisory Board are vacant following a mass resignation Monday night, with ex members citing Interior Secretary Zinke's unwillingness to meet with them. Former Alaska Governor Tony Knowles said he and eight other members of the panel handed in their resignations. The advisory board, which normally has up to 12 members, and describes itself as comprising citizen advisors chartered by Congress to help the National Park Service has been an institution since 1935. Governor Knowles says the Department of the Interior has shown no interest in learning about or continuing to use science, the effect of climate change, protections of ecosystems, and education, and that it has rescinded National Park Service regulations of resource stewardship concerning those very things. By the way, an update on the original story. The number of NPS board resignations is now 10 since another member of the board quit this week.
1: Extra, extra, read all about it.
2: Some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. A city park in New Zealand has been made rodent-free and is now a paradise for rare birds. We'll connect you to the story and some gorgeous photos. If you're a very masculine-looking man, or a very feminine-looking woman, chickens will like you. At least that's what a University of California study seems to have concluded. We have that story for you. And researchers working in China have uncovered the fossil of a 161-million-year-old dinosaur that may have had feathers in the colors of the rainbow. Those stories on our Facebook page right now. Not a Facebooker, no worries. You can also find those stories through an online search. That would be the sound of our mystery bird. A little preview here of our mystery bird contest coming along later in the show. I'd like you to be prepared for that. Call in when we give the give the word a little bit later on. We have some beautiful prizes, including a Droll Yankees classic tube feeder, Audubon Park regional blend bird seed, a big 20-pound sack, and a download of your very own Larkwire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game and is a lot of fun. Our mystery bird, little clue here. A diminutive forest dweller with a brownish olive or gray back, whitish underparts, and two white wing bars. And it's the smallest member of its genus. That's a pretty good clue, I think. Our bird feeds on insects, mostly by waiting on an open perch, low or in the middle of a tree, then flying out to grab insects in flight. A preview of our mystery bird contest... Coming along a little bit later in the show. Meanwhile, we want to say hello to our new friends at Ogeechee Audubon, down there in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. We heard from Vice President Mary Lambright. Thanks for getting in touch, Mary, and congratulations on your very dynamic Audubon chapter and excellent website there, ogeecheeaudubon.org. Meanwhile, big thanks going out to three new Talking Birds ambassadors, starting with John Carlson from East Islip, New York, on the southern shore of Long Island. Thank you so much, John, for becoming an ambassador. Thanks to Lance Vinsoul from Elwood, Illinois, just north of Medewin National Tallgrass Prairie. Thank you so much, Lance. And thanks to Paul Keller from Reading, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati, who's also joined our ambassador's program and sent kind words about the show. And he says, I got into birds last spring. I make my own treats now for them. It's very exciting and my kids like it. See a lot of good birds here in Cincinnati. Mockingbird, probably my favorite, and bluebirds, but I never see bluebirds here. Thank you so much, Paul. You and our man, Mike O'Connor, have something in common there, not seeing bluebirds. Mike's book is second, reflects that circumstance. It's called Why Do Bluebirds Hate Me? Find it in your favorite bookstore or on Amazon. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join Paul and Lance and John and become part of our family of ambassadors. Easy to do. Hand out some cards and easy to sign up for. Just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Last week, we welcomed Ed Mayer from Philadelphia as a new Talking Birds ambassador. And Ed sent us a note early this week saying, what a weekend. Got a life bird Saturday. Harris's sparrow made the Pennsylvania rare bird alert list, sir, because of said bird and got a mention on your show, the birding trifecta. Had to share. Have a great week, says Ed. Thank you so much, Ed, and congratulations on citing that Harris's sparrow. Still to come on our show today, we'll welcome a man we might fairly describe as a living legend in the world of birds and birding. That's author, illustrator, and birding guru, David Sibley. David will be with us this morning, and so in best of form will be our own birding superstar, Mike O'Connor, from the world-famous Birdwatcher's General Store, On Cape Cod, in our Let's Ask Mike segment, direct, if not exactly live, from Naples, Florida. And up next, the blurry backed boss of the backyard is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. As we learned from talking with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Elliot Miller, today's featured feathered friend is a boss of the backyard dominating most other species of birds in the competition for access to your feeders. It's the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Identify this medium-sized woodpecker by the blurry black and white barring on its back, a white stripe running up its sides, a red throat and crown, bright in the male, duller in the female, and a yellow wash across the belly. It's not only a boss bird, it's also an important one because it's what's known as a keystone species, one on which other local species depend. When the yellow-bellied sapsucker drills holes in trees to get at the nourishing sap there, it's providing a food source for other bird species in the process, making the sapsucker's existence essential to the health of an entire community of birds. Hummingbirds are particularly reliant on sapsuckers, often nesting near sap wells, and it's thought that ruby-throated, and possibly rufous hummingbirds time their spring arrival in northern New England and Canada to coincide with peak sapsucker activity, and that the northern limit of their breeding ranges is determined by the sapsucker's presence. The yellow-bellied sapsucker makes two kinds of sap-related holes in trees, round ones that go deep into the tree, which the bird probes for extra sweet sap, and shallower rectangular holes that are maintained continuously to keep the sap flowing. This bird breeds over much of the northeast US and most of Canada and it's the only woodpecker in eastern North America that is completely migratory, with individuals traveling to the southern states and as far south as Panama for the winter. By the way, if you visit the Cornell Lab website you'll note another distinction that the yellow-bellied sapsucker can claim. It's the bird in flight in the middle of the lab's official logo, Spherapicus varius, the yellow bellied sapsucker, boss of the backyard, savior of other species. And today's Talkin' Birds featured Feathered Friend. Thanks again for being with us. It's our show number 660. Please do visit our website, talkin'birds.com, and hope you'll follow us too on Facebook and Twitter at Talkin' Birds. David Sibley is the author and illustrator of the Sibley Guide to Birds, along with numerous other books and field guides about birds and trees. And among other honors, he's the recipient of the American Birding Association's Roger Torrey Peterson Award for Lifetime Achievement in Promoting the Cause of Birding. And he joins us from New York on the phone right now. Good morning, David. Good morning, Ray. I mentioned that you're in New York, David, because I want to make sure you know where you are because I know you've been
3: on the road here. Quite a lot, so... <laughs> yes, yeah, it's been an unusual amount of travel, yeah, well, you've even been for me.
2: Even you've been to Cuba, and most recently, Costa Rica. I wonder if you could give us a, a little really quick overview of, of both places and some of your favorite uh, spots or recommendations for birders there.
3: Yeah, um, Yeah, Costa Rica, I mean, most birders every birder talks about Costa Rica. My first trip there was last January, so this was just my second time. But but I, I have to say all that I've heard about it is is true. It's just a wonderful place to visit. Um, I think it's it's got to be one of the most environmentally progressive countries in the world. And ecotourism is part of the fabric of life. Every roadside hotel advertises birds wow. as... One of their features, so it's just a wonderful place to visit as a birder. And
2: they've um, really proven that eco tourism works, haven't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's a huge part of their economy, and uh, and basically everybody who goes there gets gets an ecotourist vacation. Mm. Um, just it's what you get in Costa Rica, and just just wonderful. Um, and one of my yep. oh. <laughs> One of my favorite places that we've been is um, a little lodge on the west coast called uh, Hacienda Baru. Um, it's kind of far south on the west coast. And it was started by um, a cattle ranch manager about 50, 60 years ago. He he got the land and, and decided to start a guest lodge mm. and um, and has turned it into just a really nice, low-key, um, eco Lodge with cabins and miles of hiking trails and just a really nice feel. And talking to him is really fun. He's been involved in a lot of the environmental um, laws in Costa Rica over the years.
2: Hacienda Baru. Yeah. Is that B-A-R-U? It is, yes. Hacienda Baru. And uh, just before that, David, Cuba. Cuba.
3: Yeah, Cuba. I mean, Cuba, I have daydreamed about it since I was a kid, looking at, at the illustrations in Birds of the West Indies. Um, and I have to say, uh, having a chance to go there was sort of like um, having a, a stepping through a secret door, sort of like, you know, finding the secret code to get into the. The lost continent mm. um, I always knew it was there, but it was very abstract sort of you know when I'm at, in the Florida Keys think Cuba's only ninety some miles away but yeah. but actually being able to go there and and see it was uh, it just kind of i I felt like I was in a in a different a parallel universe sort of <laughs> it's a very weird feeling mm mm-hmm. And uh, it's again it's just I, I felt the people are very friendly. The travel was easy. I went with um, uh, Gary Markowski's um, Caribbean Conservation um, and um, Birdwatching Magazine sponsored the trip, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, the trip was easy. Uh, it it felt like a birding trip pretty much anywhere but the country is so unique um and the birds are fantastic um they also can certainly contribute to the feeling of being in a in a very different place um they have there's a trogon which has no close relatives among the other new world trogons any trogons in the world. They're the, the toadies, which are found nowhere else in the world other than the, the main islands in the Caribbean. Um, the Fernandina's flicker, which is an offshoot of the flicker group. It's ancestral to all the flickers. The Cuban green woodpecker is ancestral to all the New World woodpeckers. These birds that are there are so different from, the other, from their, their closest relatives anywhere else in the New World. Wow, pretty amazing! Um, talking, just, just fascinating talking about
2: Cuba. Well, in the interest of time, David, we'll move move on here to uh, your next project—a uh, new book. I'm going to describe it uh, as for folks who like birds but don't know it yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a that is a good summary. I'm I'm envisioning it as the the book that I would give to my non birding friends and neighbors to try to get kind of introduce them to. Uh, how interesting birds are, and to answer the, the questions that I hear most often, like, where do birds sleep? What do they do during a blizzard? Can birds smell? Um, how long is this bird going to be nesting on my porch? <laughs> all those <laughs> practical <laughs> all those answers. Things. Uh,
2: okay. When will we expect that book?
3: Uh, hopefully spring of 2019. So a little more than a year. All right.
2: Well, another project, you're working with uh, the folks at Wildlife Acoustics and Song Sleuth, uh, this amazing uh, phone-based app that allows you to go out in the field and uh, find out what birds you're listening to. Can you give us a quick description of it and what your contribution is?
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's trying to um, help people to... Break into the world of bird song identification, which is one of the most challenging things in in birding so um, you can record a bird song on your phone, and the phone the app will suggest some possible matches and then you can listen to the recordings and and look at the uh, the spectrogram of the sound in a little more detail and and learn a little bit more about it. Um, it's fairly accurate with the with the as long as you can get a good clean recording of the species um it it does a very good job um but of course there are all kinds of challenges in the field of getting that getting that sound isolated mm-hmm. but we're working on uh, this the new version of the app that will be coming out soon um we'll have some new new um sort of uh, interface to. Make that part easier, and to emphasize the uh, sort of the learning process. To uh, it, it's not not really designed to be a Shazam of bird identification, but mm-hmm. more of a a learning app to help you explore bird songs and and have some uh, some help in finding a match. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know you've created some spectacular new illustrations. For this as well and all those uh, all those other uh, add-ons to it that are pretty amazing. I think late February is when we're expecting uh this to be available, am I right? Yes, that is correct. Right. Uh, and by the way you can find out about that and all of all about Song Sleuth. It's SongSleuth.com. And, David, there's a big sweepstakes coming up, and I think we're going to be out of time to even talk about it this morning, but we promise to uh, do that next week. We'll talk about the Wildlife Acoustics Song Sleuth with Sibley Sweepstakes, presented with L.L. Bean. It's pretty spectacular, and we'll detail it uh, next week here on the show. All right. David Sibley is the author and illustrator of the Sibley Guide to Birds, along with numerous other books and field guides about birds... And trees. You can find him at sibleyguides.com. That's sibleyguides.com. David, thank you so much, and I hope we'll talk soon. We'll see you at the LL Bean Birding Festival on the Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, Ray. I'm looking forward to that. That's in uh, Freeport, Maine, by the way, at the big LL Bean flagship store. Up next, our mystery bird contests in just one minute.
1: Talking Birds. We're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation.
0: My name is Dylan Bartles and I'm calling from Orange City, Iowa. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because I really value conservation and agriculture and birds and anything that has to do with informing other people about those subjects. I think that by being a Talking Birds ambassador I can do my part in helping spread the word about the good that birds provide for
1: us talking birds listeners we hope you'll become a talking birds ambassador just visit our website talkin'birds.com. click on the contact button and then choose the become an ambassador option we'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors that's the contact button at talkin'birds.com. and thanks
2: Our Mystery Bird Contest is sponsored by Audubon Park Wild Bird Food. Look for Audubon Park next time you're buying food for your backyard birds. And if you're not hearing our show live, by the way, just a reminder, you can hear us live online wherever you happen to be with one of those good old Internet connection things. Just go to TalkingBirds.com and see how to do it. It's uh, pretty easy. The number to call is 781-837-4900. Our prize Make that prizes a droll Yankees original iconic A6F classic tube feeder. A bonus prize Audubon Park regional blend bird food fits where you are in the country. That's a 20 pound big sack. And a download of your very own Larkwire app, the award winning app that makes learning bird sounds a game. Those are the prizes. Here are the clues. Our mystery bird is a diminutive forest dweller with a brownish olive or gray back whitish underparts, and two white wing bars, and it's the smallest member of its genus. Maybe an important clue there. Our bird feeds on insects, mostly by waiting on an open perch, low or in the middle of a tree, and then flying out to grab insects in flight. Clues there. 781-837-4900 is the number. A little sound of our mystery bird. 781-837-4900 on our mystery bird Contest. Meanwhile, we're going to check in with uh, with uh, Mike O'Connor in our "Let's Ask Mike" segment, best of version. Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Our friends at Audubon Park remind us that they're counting on us. It's the time of year when birds really need nutritious, high-energy food to help them cope with cold weather. Look for Audubon Park wild bird food and be confident that you're providing the proper nutrition for your backyard visitors. Audubon Park is family-owned and food safety certified. And for the best photos, news, alerts, and more, sign up for Audubon Park's free e-newsletter sent to your inbox once a month. Sign up at audubonpark.com. That's audubonpark.com. Now a word from Birdwatching Magazine. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Whether you enjoy birds in your own backyard or far afield, you'll find information in every issue to help you find, track, identify, and understand birds. Regular contributors include Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and other birding experts. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. That is the official exclusive music for Mike O'Connor, even when he's not at the Birdwatchers General Store. He's down there in, um, I believe it's Naples. Yeah, Naples, Florida. Good morning, Mike. Naples. These are my kind of people, right? What, what kind are they? Maseratis, Ferraris. <laughs> it's, just, it's like perfect. Yeah, I've cruised through downtown Naples myself. That's an apt description, and you haven't even seen the mansions yet.
0: No, they, they only <laughs> let me in certain
2: parts of town. But you have seen the thing that you were really looking for. I guess that was while you were on the East Coast, though.
0: Yeah, when I talked to you last, I was actually on the side of the highway heading towards the Viero Wetlands. People should write this place down. It's called the Viero Wetlands. It's outside of the town of Melbourne, off. Australia on the east coast Canada. Australia. I'll
2: tell you I Australia Did <laughs> I say that? I think so. I don't know, I know so, what you meant though. <laughs> <G'day, Mike. laughs> We've got it on tape, so
0: <laughs> just, right. we'll edit this up. This is just a rehearsal. <laughs> okay, right? yeah. So so then we um and it's it's a really cool wetland. It's small, it's easy to get around, it's a little driving loop around. Several ponds, and it was, it was crested caracaras and reddish egrets, and all kinds of Florida and hinga birds, even American bitters. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool place for anybody birding in that area. It's just south of Merritt Island. But the, the bird that I, I, I want to see, and I've come to Florida several times to see it, is a Florida scrub jay heading towards its way being endangered because a lot of the habitat is destroyed, and it's different than the western scrub jay. I could hear and it And we had gone um, a couple of times to see it, and I had heard about this little preserve called the, uh, Helen Allen Creek Preserve, which is named after those birds. And uh, I got there, and it's really a kind of a nothing place. Again, it's just it's just near Merritt Island, and it's a short little trail, and nothing was going on. And then I saw a scrub jay fly by. And I go, there it is, all, all excited. And then one, two, four, seven of them came by, and they all started bathing in this little stream. And they're unbelievably... Tame birds. Yeah. They would come up. They would land on the branch right in front of you. Like if you're a photographer, you, can, you have to back up this so close. And then they would land on your head. They would, if you look online, Florida scrub days they, are always on somebody's head. And the one landed.
2: On. One landed on your head.
0: Right on my head. She oh my like, gosh. Just like
2: in the movies. Wow, but so, you're okay. I'll send you the picture. I'll send you the picture. You oh. can put it in your Facebook. Page. Oh, we will, yeah. I hope you... Were you wearing your uh, Bird Watchers General Store no, like cap? Immediate.
0: i idiot. I was I was wearing one of
2: those big sun hats
0: that the you know dermatologist told me to wear. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, well, congratulations on finding that uh, Florida scrub jay. Oh,
0: yeah. Everybody should check it out when it comes to Florida, and I'll send you that picture.
2: Thank you, Mike. We're Maybe back Australia. here. Australia. Okay. <laughs> Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store and uh, today uh, in our reprised visit from Naples, Florida. Meanwhile, back here at the Mystery Bird Contest. There's the sound of our mystery bird. A diminutive forest dweller with a brownish olive or gray back, whitish underparts and two white wing bars. And it's the smallest member of its genus. Our bird feeds on insects, mostly by waiting on an open perch, low or in the middle of a tree, and then flying out to grab insects in flight. What is it? Tell us at 781-837-4900, or take your guess at that same number. As always, no correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner of those beautiful prizes from Droll Yankees in Audubon Park and Larkwire. 781-837-4900, and our friend Charlie in Hanover, Massachusetts, is uh, first here. Hey, how are you doing? Happy hey. New Year. Happy New Year to you, Charlie. What's uh, Always a pleasure. I love the show, and uh, I'm going to give you a guess. I'm going to guess a tree swallow. A tree swallow is Charlie's guess. I'm sorry, that is not exactly what it says here on the paper, Charlie. I can only go by what it says here. You know how it is. Nothing personal. I know my friend. Thank you, Thank Charlie. You, Ray. Okay. Bye-bye now. All Bye. right. That's Charlie. What kind of a phone was Charlie on there, I wonder? Was that on a CB radio, maybe? Okay, 781 837 4900, our Mystery Bird contest. What do you think it is? We have Jeremy, who is uh, way on the other coast out there in Seattle, Washington. Good morning, Jeremy.
3: Good morning, Ray.
1: How are you doing?
2: Doing well, thank you. Uh, we're waiting for Amazon's second headquarters to come to Boston. In the meantime, we're, oh. we're, we're doing well here. Hear any rumors
3: out right, there? Absolutely. Uh, no, nothing from my end of the, my end of, I was going to say end of the pond, but my end of the country okay. here, uh, just know that they're going to do something big somewhere and are, they've right? already filled up most of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: So anyway, we're doing the mystery bird contest here. We don't want to forget that. What, uh, what do you say sure. a mystery bird is, Jeremy?
3: I think this morning we have a least flycatcher.
2: Let me check and see if the audience agrees. Yes, they do. Least flycatcher. Absolutely Correct. That was a pretty good clue there about it being the smallest member of its genus. That's nice, (laughs) sir. Nice going, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Stay on the line. We'll get your address and all that, okay? Okay, certainly will. Thank you, Ray. Thank you very much. Jeremy in Seattle, Washington, calling and identifying the least flycatcher, the bird that gets our nomination for most unusual material chosen for a nest lining. One nest was found to have been lined with dragonfly wings. Kind of interesting. That's going to wrap up our show for this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to talk to J.D. Bergeron. He is the executive director of California-based International Bird Rescue. They do some great work and have been doing it since 1971, uh, responding to man-made disasters uh, involving wildlife like oil spills and marine debris and rescuing thousands of birds from all kinds of peril that's the international bird rescue organization and uh, their director jd bergeron will be here with us on next week's show that's it for this week thanks to mark duffield and debbie bleacher and our engineer jesse wilkins i'm ray brown see you next week
0: Ray Brown's Talking
1: Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Or Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLbean.com By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.